Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, everybody. I am Father Justin Waltz. And I'm Father Joshua. And we are the Sons of Thunder! And this is our last show. (laughs) (laughs) So good morning, everybody. We hate to uh, inform everybody on our listening network. Well, we're not really ending it. We're just, it's it's a... It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning. So we've been talking about this for a long time. uh, And we have got so many people over the last... I don't know if we're in the just ending two years or for ending three years. I know for certain it's been two years. I think it's three. I think we're just ending three years, and so we want to thank all of our listeners, which we will be thanking throughout the show, uh, and all of the people that have approached us over the years. That you know, it's it's just amazing. Uh, we never, you know, Brandon Clark years ago took us out to lunch and said, "Hey, how would you like to do this?" And then we came up with the Sons of Thunder theme. And uh, never in my life did I ever expect uh, to be any type of celebrity, <laughs> but it's amazing. It's a low-level celebrity <laughs> you shit. Go, you go places, and uh, you know you just get somebody that walks by in the mall or something that's like, hey, what's up, Son of Thunder? You're uh, one of the Sons of Thunder. You're right? one of the Sons of Thunder. Yeah, so anyway, uh, we want to thank all those people out there for their kindness, their support. Uh, again, we're leaving Real Presence, but we are starting a podcast, and the reason why we're doing that uh, is because we had uh, peoples, we'll just say peoples, that wish to remain anonymous that have come to us and said, look, uh, we're willing to set you up with a state-of-the-art studio and um, all of the fixins, so to speak. So we're moving to Sons of Thunder Radio. <laughs> Here it comes. But we have uh, a great show for you today. We really put in some time uh, putting this together, and so we're going to be we're going to be possibly just for uh, uh, humor and entertainment quoting Caddyshack lines as uh, as we go through it. Right, Judge? That's right. <laughs> So if you're a big Caddyshack fan, uh, edited version, of course. I owe you uh, nothing. <laughs> uh, They're just going to randomly come in the middle of the show. You're not going to expect And we want to let you guys know that once we get our website up and running, so you're just going to want to go to fatherwaltz.com for right now. Fatherwaltz.com. That's frwaltz.com. Yeah, frwaltz.com. That's the Younger Thunders website, and we're going to be advertising the Sons of Thunder radio off of that, we're going to have uh, shirts, memorabilia, podcasts, video. We're going to have the whole thing. And the coolest part about the whole gig is that over, over time, this thing has evolved. And we have, we have some tremendous guests. So you don't need to worry. These guests are staying with us, and we're going to expand them as we are today. We have a new segment uh, that we're rolling out today, and we got the Kraken that's going to be coming <laughs> in uh, later on in the show. So... Without uh, further ado, we will begin this section with a prayer, and I turn it over to Father Josh. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus, we thank you for the gift of 
Catholic Radio, we thank you for all of our listeners. We ask that through the power of your Holy Spirit, people may be touched by the Word of God and, and, and over the radio waves and may, be, may grow in their faith and always grow in trust, especially during these troubled times. As we pray together, Hail Mary. Full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. St. Gabriel the Archangel. Pray for us. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. And it's time for everybody's favorite segment. It's time for... Crushing it with Bishop Kagan. Whoa, that was like the best sound effect yeah, we've ever had. Therese is running things. Thank <laughs> you, How's it going, Bishop? Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. A we pleasure. Want, well, Always a pleasure. It's our we, honor. We Bishop. want we want all of our guests to know, Bishop, that uh, hopefully uh, with your consent and approval, we will uh, t- we will be uh, moving you over to Sons of Thunder Sons of Thunder Radio, and we will be able to keep this segment on our podcast, uh, which we're hoping that will reach thousands and thousands and thousands of people. So, uh, billions, billions. Well, I'll have, <laughs> I'll have to pray about that and. Uh... You get back I'll get to back us. to you next year, all right? <laughs> How about $10,000? Would that change your mind? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> so we want to, uh, in this segment, we want to dig in a little bit to what's going on in the church. We got talking last night um, in regards to this pandemic. And uh, we were actually on the phone with uh, Bishop Vetter out in Helena. And he was. they did some research out there, and, and 40%... Uh, is 40% of the 100 or whatever they had before is still coming to Mass. And mm-hmm. later on in the evening, Josh and I were talking about it. <clears throat> there's a lot of articles out there right now that's saying, you know, when, even when the obligation gets put back in, you know, has this uh, decimated Sunday Mass attendance? And so we would like you to begin with, just for the listeners today, to explain uh, you know the Sunday Mass obligation and the and the bishop's power to lift that obligation, or for that matter, any other obligation, uh, mm-hmm. and kind of that process of 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 what that looked like for you. Well, uh, again, uh, this is one of the basics of the Catholic faith, as far as the disciplinary elements of our faith. In other words, how we actually. Uh, live our Catholic faith. Of course, it's based on uh, that uh, commandment of Almighty God that uh, thou shalt keep holy the Lord's day, but Jesus entrusted to the Church, his Church, which he established, uh, that what you bind on earth is bound in heaven, what you loose on earth is loosed in heaven. He gave to the apostles and through them to the Church itself, their successors, the pastors of the Church, uh, not just the authority and the right to teach the faith and uh, establish uh, the norms by which we uh, live that faith, but also the Church has always understood that it had the, the same authority uh, to uh, modify requirements of how the faith is actually practiced, whether it's mass attendance, um, uh, any of the other liturgical rites that we have, uh, the Church has the authority uh, to 
establish a certain rubric for uh, celebrating uh, all of its sacred rites, but it also has the authority either to change, modify, or alter uh, those rubrics, or to just suppress them altogether and establish a new rubric. Uh, so that really shouldn't be, you know, surprising or news to any of uh, any of our Catholic uh, people. Uh, the Church has had that authority through its bishops uh, for centuries, and so. Uh, the obligation certainly in ordinary circumstances binds every Catholic who has achieved the age of reason and is physically able uh, to attend and participate mass at mass. Uh, of course, the obligation again, that's part of that disciplinary element, and I'm not uh, by that Catholics have to understand it, it's not like a father or mother disciplining a bad child, uh, a son or daughter. The discipline is the how do we go about putting this tenet of our faith into practice, and it's the Church that has the authority to establish that. Can you, Bishop? Could you just could you kind of define when you say the Church? You know, is that the the or, the local ordinary? Is that the USCCB? Uh, it, is that the Pope? Uh, it extends from the Holy uh, the Holy Father himself and the College of Bishops, uh, and uh, of course the Roman congregations uh, cannot do anything on their own without the explicit written approval of the Pope, and so it's the bishops in communion with the Pope. Uh, who have the authority to establish these things, to alter them, as and as I said, suppress them and, and establish a new so, discipline so, or a new rubric. So, as you, as the local ordinary, <clears throat> you know, like given given the you know the circumstances of the pandemic, does each local ordinary then? I mean, obviously, you have an agreement on you know the suppression of the obligation. Do you do you individually then have the right to reinstate, or do you have to do oh, it yes. as, as no, a... No. Okay. No. Uh, every bishop uh, has that authority himself. He can do that, but he has to, you know, has to very carefully examine the circumstances, uh, you know, and judge what, when, and where, and how is the uh, opportune time to re-establish uh, the uh, obligation for Mass on Sundays and Holy Days. Right. And, you know, it, it, it's, it, it, it's not like a cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all. Um, you have to take into consideration any number of factors. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe our, our Catholic people don't realize we've experienced an uptick in the numbers of our own priests who have tested positive and have had to go into quarantine. Or um, died. Uh, yeah, we've had... Uh, uh, Father Wald out in Fargo. Uh, Monsignor Wald, yes. Uh and, you know, so there are any number of factors uh, that a bishop has to consider prudentially uh, and prayerfully, certainly, before anything else, uh, just for the the 
well-being of the Catholic faithful of his own diocese. So it's not like I can pick a date out of the air and say on that date <laughs> the obligation is, is re-established uh, and all Catholics of the age of reason, unless you're physically prevented from being at Mass, must uh, resume going to Mass. And Again, see that even the way I stated that, the Church has always had exceptions to the Sunday obligation. Right. Uh, and um, so, again, uh, this isn't something uh, novel or unique uh, to this pandemic. Um, can I, can yeah, I ask it, a, a, a kind of, a, kind of a, a question that pertains to that a little bit, but... Uh, you know, we, we just received permission to celebrate an extra vigil mass this year uh, right. for Christmas. Again, I'm just, I'm, you know, just for the for the lay faithful listening is, you know, it sounded like that came from the USCCB. Do you No, do it you, came from the congregation for the uh, uh, congregation for divine, divine worship. worship and the discipline of the sacraments. But it was given specifically, this indult was given specifically uh, to the bishops of the United States. And the normal way that's communicated, it's communicated from the congregation to the president of the conference, USCCB, the Conference of Bishops here in the United States. And then it's disseminated to all the bishops. So, so my, my question is off of that, did, do you have authority on your own to instate in the, like the Diocese of Bismarck, can you say there, that we're going to have an extra, an extra Christmas vigil? Or do you have to go through the congregations? Or No, uh, it, for a sufficient reason, I can do that. Now, uh, I sent out directives to all of the priests yesterday and it's clear from the indult, they are saying uh, priests, at the discretion of their own bishop, may say up to four uh, masses on Christmas Eve and up to four masses on Christmas Day. They're always priest. trying to make us work more, I'll tell you what, Bishop. Well, <laughs> it, 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 the first time in your life, then, but, you know. <laughs> Little work never hurt anybody, and you know Santa will be good to you after that. But uh, Bishop, but we got to take is, we got to take a quick break here. But everybody, we're going to keep uh, Bishop Kagan on the line, and uh, as soon as we get back, we will continue our discussion of the Sunday Mass obligation in the midst of the pandemic. Stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with an end-of-year gift planning tip. With the end of the year approaching, a charitable gift can help you support our mission and receive tax benefits. In addition to gifts of cash, here is a gift strategy worth considering. Gifts of appreciated assets such as securities or real estate are an excellent way for you to help our cause. Securities may be transferred directly to us, while real estate is transferred through a deed. 
These gifts will not affect your cash flow, and they provide the following tax benefits. A charitable deduction to help you save on taxes, a bypass of federal and state capital gains taxes, and an avoidance of tax on net investment income. To learn more about these strategies and the benefits of making an end-of-year gift, please call or visit our website today at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back, everybody. I am Father Justin Wolf. And I'm Father John And we are the Sons of Thunder. And we are... Crushing it with Bishop Kagan. All right, Bishop. I got to say, this is a little bit of a Cinderella story, if you ask me. The the whole Sons of Thunder coming to their point and then moving on. <laughs> I would call it a Cinderella story. A Cinderella story out of nowhere. We're quoting Caddyshack as we move forward. We got Bishop Kagan on the line. We were talking about the obligation of Sunday Mass being lifted during this pandemic. And one of the things that uh, you know that, that is front and center right now is that you know, basically the attendance of Sunday Mass, for good reason, has been sort of decimated. And it seemingly is, you know, the 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 final sort of, you know, conclusion of a, of a lot of years, decades, of Sundays being eroded away. The blue laws and all that sort of stuff. And we were just saying during the break that, you know, I can remember growing up, you know, Sunday was totally dedicated in the family, you know, to God. I mean, it was the one day of the week that Dad made breakfast. And uh, made a dang good breakfast. Still does, <laughs> you know. And I mean, he's been I, making breakfast for me after Sunday mass. Yeah, right. So he's still you know, those traditions. You know, maybe pray the rosary, those types of things. But it was for God. And now, you know, not only is Sunday mass sort of uh, just the thing obligation that you do, but then you know, God maybe becomes an afterthought as we get on with the rest of it. So, Bishop, uh, maybe you could just let, let's begin with uh, maybe just sharing what your home was like. You know, when you were young and uh, what your family did on Sundays. Well, uh, it, it, much like uh, everyone else uh, of my age or close to my age, uh, Sunday was observed as God expects it to be observed, dedicated to Him. Stores were not open. Uh, yeah, people just did not work on Sundays. Uh, and Sunday was primarily uh, a day 
to be in church. If you were Catholic, you went to Sunday Mass, uh, but the non-Catholics, they uh, went to church, and and it was observed as that uh, day of holy rest. Uh, It's not that you know, you didn't enjoy your Sunday, but it, it the focal point was always for us as Catholics, uh, Sunday Mass, and then uh, we'd go uh, home, and uh, my mother would uh, make a nice Sunday dinner. We ate dinner. We went to Mass as a family. We ate dinner as a family. The weather was nice afterwards. We kids went out, maybe played some baseball or football or whatever, uh, but it was it was a day dedicated to God and uh, to family, and uh, I I long for those days to, uh, again. Uh, you know, and uh, unfortunately, the uh, devolving of our culture and society due to the savage secularism we're all being attacked by. Uh, first and foremost, to put God on the shelf, if there at all, uh, and pers- you know, it's it's basically what we're seeing today is a violation of the first commandment. Right. It's a pure idolatry. It's the exaltation of myself. Uh, I am, in a sense, uh, God, uh, and I'm the center of my universe, and no one else. Uh, can impose a, uh, impinge on that. And it's what I want, uh, when I want it, and how I want to do it. That's all that's important. Whether it offends or uh, adversely affects anyone else, that's their problem. It's not mine. Right. You're, uh, but you're... that's just the way secularism is. It's, it's diabolical. And uh, uh, the, the way we Catholics combat that is by fidelity to Mass, the other sacraments, personal prayer, uh, and and real works of charity, uh, not this feel-good stuff that people think uh, is is great. Uh, you know, it's but real works of charity uh, cre- uh, demand a sacrifice of us uh, and. Uh, um, so, Bishop, but, based on based on all that, how do you what What's your recommendation to families right now about how to like reclaim that? Uh, well, especially during uh, this, I, this time, I think they they uh, there's a silver lining in all of this pandemic stuff that uh, I think families uh, have been able to uh, recognize where does their strength come from? It's their faith which they uh, live together as husband and wife, fathers, mothers, brothers, sisters, sons and daughters, grandparents and and grandchildren. And uh, I I would say it's a great opportunity to cultivate uh, that uh, a stronger uh, personal and family prayer life. And of course, you know, uh, uh, if they're able uh, to go to Mass, uh, by all means, that's 
that's the source and the summit of our very lives is the most blessed Eucharist. And uh, I I just, I don't have such a a fatalistic and dire outlook uh, for uh, the Church and the practice of the faith, as some have. Right. Uh, uh, I, I... have enough confidence in our Catholic people and our diocese that once I reestablish this Sunday obligation, again, unless they're just physically unable to be at Mass, they right. will be at Mass. Uh, one of the things I've noted, and so many of, of the priests have added a Mass or even uh, more than one Mass to their weekend schedules, and people come. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, you know, uh, I don't, I, again, I, I, I don't have such a dour outlook. Uh, <laughs> uh, I yeah. think people understand right now the need to be careful. Right, right, right. Uh, no, I would agree but, with you, Bishop. I think we're sitting on a gold mine here in North Dakota, though. I think if you get out to, like, yeah. California or, or, or well, how about I Europe, mean, you know, people weren't yeah. going to begin with. and you No, know. I mean, it, it, that, those are failed states, you know, already <laughs> as far as society goes and the, and the faith to a degree. But, you know, uh, uh, we have to uh, put our, our faith and our hope in uh, that, that promise of Christ that he remains with us until the end of time. And it's... It, it's him whom we serve. You know, Catholics don't profess their faith in the bishop or you, their pastors. Right. They, we profess our faith in Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and in the Church established by God for the salvation of souls mm-hmm. and the salvation of the world, frankly. And so it's, you know, we're divine in establishment. You know, uh, yeah, we're not we're not going away. We might be whittled no. down a little bit. But well, that was but, that was I the mean, reading. I, that was the I, reading I, today, this morning, right? And well, Jesus says, yeah, "All exactly. it's going to all come crashing down, but the kingdom of God won't." It, so, it, it remains, you know. And I, there's our hope. That's in, that's why we do what we do. This that's why we believe what we believe, and do our best to put that belief into practice, a right practice, and. Uh, uh, Bishop, can we? Yeah. Did, we I want to. I want to finish out this segment because we, we just have this one last question. I think people will be very interested in it, and and that's because you really described uh, you know a lovely family experience when you were growing up, and frankly, your whole generation has been you know sort of privy to watching this thing unfold, going from what it used to be to the you know to the the, the minimalization of it right now. Yeah. But you know, can you speak to the the for your own priestly vocation? Did you find? You know that that came out of you know that that familial practice of the faith, and if so, how? Very much so. Yeah, very much so. Um, it it uh, I as I look back now, I I and again, both of my parents have are long deceased, but I pray for them daily, and I I pray to them daily, and I that. You know, they will pray for me even now in everything I do as a priest and a bishop, because it was my family that 
they had a profound faith and a, a, an equally profound respect for the church, for the bishops, the priests. You know, and again, even though it was, you know, the 1950s, you know, it, it, we didn't have angels for priests and angels for bishops, you know, but <laughs> they understood that this is the Catholic Church, and uh, it's important that we remain grafted onto the body of Christ. And, and that came about with uh, uh, Mass, uh, family prayer. We, we, from the earliest I can remember, we said the family rosary every single day. We knelt down at the kitchen table, even though my brother and I didn't especially want to do that. <laughs> but we did it, and to this very, to the day I die, I will say a daily rosary. And uh, uh, all of that had a profound, I think, and, and seminal effect on me realizing that, uh, you know, I, the Lord is, was calling me to the priesthood. And uh, that can never be underestimated for our families, you know. And I realize there are all kinds of changes in society, and, and it, people are busy and all of that. But are you really so busy that as a family you can't pray together for a half an hour every single day? Well, thank you. Yes, absolutely, Bishop. Thank you. We want to uh, thank you for the years that you've been on with us. And uh, again, we hope many to, more. Hope to move you over to the podcast. But everybody, uh, we want to thank Bishop publicly for all of his uh, unbelievable wisdom. And thank you for sharing your vocation story, Bishop. You have a great day. Thanks very much. God bless you both. Thank you, Bishop. You. Take care. All right, coming up on the back end or the next side, I should say, of our. Show we doctors in. We will be talking to the doctor. <laughs> so stay tuned because Dr. Flashacker will be in the house. We will see you in a bit. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 